develop the new disciplines. And I'm like, okay, if I can do this, then I mean, I can do that. And it's just going to yeah. be better and better from there. Take it from me and Shani. Like, our story is not different from your story. Every yep. single day. And I'm telling you, this life, I'm going to live this life. Yep. And it's, see, and it's not, I like that you said that because it's not just the one time. Like, sometimes you got to wake up and remind yourself, like, okay, I made a decision and I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. And when you up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning working on something because you want this life, you want to be able to spend time with the kids, but still got paperwork to do, <laughs> then you do it. And you remind yourself that I am doing this because it is so much greater than what I was limiting myself to before, yeah. what I thought I deserved. But now I know, like I know, like I know that I deserve everything that God has for me, That's- everything and then some. Right. So more than I what is more than I can think or imagine, like I deserve all of it, every last bit. And I'm coming to get it. Why? Because one, I can be trusted. God knows that everything that he gives me, I'm not trying to keep it for myself. I'm giving this thing away. Everything that I learned, I always say I'm dangerous for information. You give it to me, God, and I'm giving it away. Okay, I am giving it away because I will not go to the grave full. Come on. I'm going empty. Yes. Empty. Oh, I love it. You, oh, you just gave me some Dr. Miles Monroe chills. You can have it all. <laughs> I'm going to pour you it all. Yeah, empty. Take it all. Take it all. Take it what, all. Like, what am I going to do with it? Like, what is the gravy going to do? Like, where are we going? Like, what are we going to do with it? Like, let's let's learn how to pour it all out. Mm-hmm. It's, and you know what my son said to me today? Like, my best friend. I call him my best friend. He said to me, what did he say to me today? He says that the reason why a lot of us don't show up the way we want to show up is because we've been constrained when we were younger. Hey, before we get too far into the episode, I want to tell you about the Breakaway Calculator. This thing is absolutely amazing. Not only will it tell you how to reverse engineer your numbers so that you can make sure that the math is math in and that you are meeting your income goals for the year, but it also tells you what you need to have in your offer suite because... You can't sell what you don't have, right? It also gives you a price point for each of those, like an ideal price point. But if you want to change it up, girl, do your thing. It's all you, okay? Not only does it break it down yearly for you, but it also breaks it down monthly and quarterly so that you can make sure that the math is mathing all the way through the year and help you to stay on track. If you want to get a copy of that, go to calculator.breakawayblueprint.com. All right, back to the episode. Yeah. When we were born, we were told not to do, not to do, what to do, to sit down, to do, the this, the this, the that, the that, the this, the this. Mm-hmm. So we are all so formed with the world constraint, right? And then he said that to me. I was like, that is so true. He said, why do you think people don't show up and do what they're supposed to do? Because they weren't about how the world is going to perceive them. Yeah. I was like, yep. I was like, oh. I was like, that's hmm. And you know, so... I've been thinking about something, and this is just on my heart to talk about now. I've been thinking a lot lately about homeschooling my kids. And I'm like, I got to be with these jokers all day. I know I just said I love them, and I do. do. (laughs) But damn, how am I going to get work done if they are here all day? And then... But I really, really haven't given it thought. And it's, you know, it's an expensive venture because you have to, you know, get all the books and all the stuff that the you know, school would do. Not for free because your taxes pay for it and you still have to pay taxes even if you're homeschooling them. But, um, but I just, I think it would be better 
for my kids, for my family, because really looking and evaluating how everything is, I don't want my kids to grow up feeling like they got to pee at a certain time. They got to eat at a certain time. They got to do, you know, class changes. And yes, you want them to have structure. You don't just want to be out here doing anything. But I'm learning that we were very, oh, this is going to sound so controversial. Oh, I hope you're comfortable you have, with this girl. You have the same, um, the same mindset when it comes to the school system. So I want to hear what you got. I feel like you're going to say what I know you're going to yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I low-key feel like it's li- like either... <laughs> kind of like little prisons right <laughs> like I just, and I know that that is so controversial but I you know I listen to my kids and they're like, like I was trying to tell my teacher something and she wouldn't even let me speak and I was like well what were you trying to tell her because maybe you were disrupting the class right because you know you got to be respectful and all that well no I was just trying to tell her that I didn't understand it so if you okay that's your job teacher lady you're supposed to make sure that my kid understands what is going on? And so, you know, we, we send our children to school because we are expecting that they will, you know, learn something and it'll make them productive citizens. But then we got to think about what that means, right? By societal standards, these productive citizens, essentially it means workers, like Ooh. worker bees. So they are training them to be able to go out there and be workers not thinkers, not independent thinkers. And as someone who is an independent thinker, it is very hard for me to feel comfortable consenting my children into that situation every single day. You know what you like, said? That, you know, you're saying this. It's like, it resonates with me because I was thinking of moving outside the country and just having my kids go to school, like in the Caribbean, where the culture is different, where they have a mm-hmm. different um, school system. They have some, most of them is like the English school system, which is kind of better than the American school system. I do not want my kids to grow up with a mindset that they can't do what they want to do in the, in the sense of that their abilities are limited. Mm-hmm. I remember when my, when my, um, my older daughter, she's in fifth grade. They was having some award ceremony, and I guess she was clapping for her friends. And she was like, I guess she, I guess she clapped aloud. And the teacher said she was being arrogant. I think the teacher said, <laughs> so, you know, I got her all the way together, right? So you know, me being who I am now, I don't have to go and curse out the teachers. <laughs> um, I said, you know, I think that word is kind of harsh for a, for a fifth grader. I think if you would have told her that to use her inside voice, that would have been better. Um, so you know, you have to. The teacher wants them to just sit and be like that's not how, that's not who God created us to be. We're we're created to move around and mm-hmm. be creative, not to fall in line. So I was really th- I asked them if they wanted to. My oldest said no because she's in that age where she's with her friends. I'm like. Whatever, and the youngest is like, yeah, let's go, right? Yeah, I don't pressure them to. Um, I give my kids a free day every month. One month, I call it a mental health day. If they don't, the little one be taking too many days, I think. But if the, <laughs> I mean, did you did not give? As soon as the month starts, she wants her day. Like the month started like Saturday. Today she's talking about her stomach. I'm like Avery, you. you just chill, just chill. School <laughs> over in the month, like just chill. But I give them a mental health day because I want them to learn that if you're overwhelmed, it's okay to take time for yourself. 
Yeah. And I'm saying that they're overwhelmed their kids, but I want them, want them to start practicing that. So I, the big one don't want, I think she have like rollover days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the little one she uses her date every month and she just chill and she just hang out with me and she be in the office and we sit and we watch tv and i'm teaching her that your self-care your mental health is so much more yes. important and stuff like that i hate when like I'm, I'm very involved in their school like they know me like i show up at all the events now that I, you know i can show up at all the events i go on all the trips mm-hmm. i'm at all the big shows they be wanting to pack the pta bags i'll be like listen that's not what i'm doing i'll show up at the meetings like <laughs> But I'm able to do that because I can I manage my time, which is a great thing about entrepreneurship. But it's like I don't know with the school system. I want my kids to be entrepreneurs. Exactly. I, I want exactly. Entrepreneurs. I don't want and I feel like like you said, I feel like the school system is a is is like a prison, but not they, they just get out at three o'clock. Yeah. They get field time. They get court yeah. time. What do they call it? In prison, I don't know. That's what I feel like. Or, listen, my daughter told me, and this like I mean, it still bothers me. It, really, I was disturbed by it. She's like, so today the screen was on red, and so everybody had to be super quiet, or we were going to get in trouble. And I'm like, what does that mean? The school, the screen is on red. So apparently, when they are at lunchtime, <clears throat> if they start getting too loud, or if the teachers decide that you know, no, we don't want noise then the screen goes to red. And so everybody, all the children in the cafeteria then have to be quiet. And I'm thinking, okay, so they're they're not allowed to talk in class. Um, And I get that, right? It can be disruptive for those who need, you know, quiet to learn and all that. Okay, I respect your process. Um, They're at age now, they're not really getting like recess and all of that. And so the only opportunity that they have to actually like socialize and interact in a positive and meaningful way would really be at lunchtime and you then want them to be silenced so you want these kids to sit here and be quiet all day i'm sorry if you if you don't have enough <clears throat> advil or a leave <clears throat> excuse me enough advil or a leave to tolerate the level of noise that these kids are going to bring then maybe you should not be in education because they're going to make noise but that's, that's why it's not fair everybody i can't be a teacher <laughs> But doesn't it sound like a cubicle job? Like you don't make noise. You just sit right. all day. You clock in at nine o'clock. You, that's that's what it sounds. That's what it's yeah. like. Like I remember when I went to my my daughter's school and the teachers, like these were like first graders. And she was like, oh, be quiet. Stay in the line. Don't make noise. I'm like, they're first graders. They're, they're like yeah. five and six year olds. They're not going to stay in line. Like they're not mm-hmm. going to just not talk. They're going to want to talk and talk to the person behind them. Hey ladies, I know that you're enjoying the episode and so I will not take too long of a time. I just wanted to talk to you guys. I'm on my way to go pick up my daughters from school and I want to talk to you really quickly about how you can make the change and kick your nine to five in the butt and let it all go and work from home doing exactly what you love, using everything that you already know. So one of the biggest hurdles for me was really trying to figure out Like, how am I going to replace my income? Like, how much money do I need to make this thing happen? What exactly is my quit budget? So I'm going to help you out. If you need to figure out exactly how you can replace your income, what that number looks like, how many people will it take for me to get to that point? I got you, sis. So go ahead and go to www 
www.mommymogamentor.com and sign up right now. And for absolutely free, I will give you your breakaway calculator to tell you exactly how much you need to fire your job. I love you. And I'm looking at these kids like, ah, I don't know about the school system. I feel the same way about the school system that, yeah. that you, that how you feel. And I'm trying to figure it out like, yeah, you know, I, I, I think is, I'm, I'm really, I don't know about, I don't know if I would homeschool them or I would pay somebody to homeschool them. And so I've been doing research on this actually, because I can't teach them. I am not smarter than the fifth grader in a lot of aspects. <laughs> I am I am uh, grown enough to admit my deficiencies. I'm smart, but like when they bring this math and they got little boxes and stuff now for like regular, you know, 1800 times 15. I'm like, why you need all the little boxes? And I don't understand it. So I said, well, I can't teach y'all because mm. no, I'm going to teach y'all how I learned. And apparently that's not how they do it now. That's not the cool way to learn math. <laughs> so there are programs where it's the same way that they were like during COVID, everything was online. They can go online certain hours of the day and there are certain tasks that they have to do. Um, and like here in Georgia, they only have to go to school like a certain amount of days for the year. So you can structure it however you want to. Like if you want to go to school four weeks at a time or if you want to do a four day work or four day school week or something like that, you can. So it offers a lot more flexibility without you really having to feel as a parent like you have to be there to teach them all the things. It's really you have to be there to make sure that they're like doing all the things because they're still kids and they're going to, you know, try to get away with stuff. But um, but there are ways around it. And so for me, it's like I think it's very doable and we'll see if they go back to school next year. <laughs> like after after this summer, we'll see if they go back. Do you think it will impact their social skills? Um, So I did did take that into consideration, too. Um, I know for my older daughter, it would probably be a little tougher for her because she's a social butterfly. My little one is like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) I don't like people. (laughs) I don't like people like that. But I think that um, with having that freedom, there are ways that we could um, get them to interact with, like, people in the in the neighborhood there are co-op opportunities which are like homeschool children that do worry about you know their parents are concerned with like um their social skills so they actually go there like two days a week so that they can have kids other homeschool kids that they can socialize with and all of that so there are opportunities yeah to do that too you know i remember when i was growing up uh homeschooling was very like oh they're homeschooled they're weird they must have like fungus on their forehead or something you know like it was just like it was very taboo like we don't do that you know we don't homeschool children right that's weird but now I think it's very like well why haven't we been thinking of this all along and there are more resources to make it doable for parents who are busy and I think you know if we're evolving as people for our business and our families then I just feel like this is a natural next progression, you know, like we realize like, oh, man, I could have I could have been somewhere a lot further if I wasn't so indoctrinated um, early in my life. And so, you know, if I can pull them out before it gets too bad, you know, because how many people know exactly how to say the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. At my big age, I still know every single word. Why? Because every morning they had us do the Pledge of Allegiance. That is literally the definition of indoctrination. That's so true. Literally. And with them homeschooling, I think that 
as a mom that's a business owner, your your time is better, right? You don't have to be like, yeah. I have to be in Atlanta Monday through Friday because I have to drop the kids after school and I have to pick them up. You will be more, like COVID was like the best time, right? COVID yeah. was like the best mm-hmm. time. Like you can go here and there. You just jump on the computer. You do your work and stuff like that. I don't think my big daughter will go for because she's into her friends, but the little one will. Um, yeah. so it's something I did think about also. And I'm like, but I wouldn't do it. I would you know, like get a program and stuff like that, but I really mm-hmm. worry about the school system. I don't like the school system. I do no. not like the school Sorry, teachers. It's not your fault. Yeah. I, just- I mean, I respect, I respect teachers and I really hope that, um, you know, if if everybody at some point decides to pull their kids out and homeschool them, that y'all will tutor the kids <laughs> online. <laughs> There's still a space for you, right? This is how you get into entrepreneurship. I'm, there you go, that insurance policy, right? Like if you're hearing that more people mm-hmm. are thinking about homeschooling their children and you're a teacher, then you may want to say, hmm, how can I make that work for me? I have the ex- education, I have the experience, and I have the expertise. Package that up. Either call me or Shanika. We'll help you put it together in the package. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll help you package it up so you can be profitable. That is so true. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. See, I told you I love to sell. <laughs> yeah, package that thing. Come on. Let's make yes. let's get the visions clear. Yeah. Yes, package it up. We'll see. We'll, well see. Girl, I don't let I don't had you for an hour and a half. <laughs> and I want to be so respectful of your time because I definitely want to have you back because this conversation was just too good. Too well, good. And it took a life of its own. I did not ask not one question oh. that I had here to ask. <laughs> not one question. Oh, oh but before okay. before we go, um, I like to do a segment called Wait. One mommy mogul minute. And this is basically you can tell a funny story about something that happened with kids. Although we've already talked about like all the funny things with our kids. Or you can give like a mommy mogul hack. So I always share my two favorites, which is Sudshare for laundry and Walmart delivery for groceries. Because amen to both of those things. I do not like laundry and I spend way too much money when I take my ass in Walmart. So... What are like what is a, a good mommy mogul hack that you know something that you do that like really helps you balance this whole motherhood and entrepreneurship? The best mommy mogul hack I am putting into place right now is I order my groceries on Kroger's. Mm-hmm. So when you know I order them, they come early, so that's a good thing because I hate going to Walmart. <laughs> like, you don't want to turn me into an employee, like, I gotta shop and pack my bags and carry yeah. so Hello. I do, not, I do not get a check from Walmart. Yeah, stop playing games. <laughs> Another mommy oh, that I'm really implementing is having my younger ones be independent. Like I'm teaching my older daughter how to cook, and, and they and they're doing their own laundry. Because listen, nice. I'm not. Listen, we need to get y'all independent because mommy got plans for her life. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So grocery grocery delivery is a really good one because you already have your list. Mm-hmm. You just reorder it. It's like $10 for the delivery, whatever. It's the convenience mm-hmm. of it. So um get one more groceries because where I live, Walmart is like a half an hour and then Publix is right there, but it's a little bit more expensive than Kroger's. So Kroger's with the mm-hmm. groceries. Yeah, it is. It has saved my life. I was talking um, to Monica and she said one of the things that she likes to do 
is um, she actually has a housekeeper who comes in, I think she said like twice a month or something like that, mm. to like make sure, like do the deep cleaning stuff. And I'm like, you know, I've been thinking about getting, but you know, okay, so really and truly, I feel guilty for not getting one because I can afford it. But I feel guilty, like, damn, are you just getting way too lazy now? You ain't doing your laundry. You ain't picking up your groceries. You don't want to clean either. Like, I feel very bad about it. So I haven't made a decision yet, but. Um, what's the lady's name? Maybe I should stop feeling bad about that. There's, um, I forgot her name. She talked about we should all be millionaires. Her name is, her name is on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember her. Rachel Rogers. So she said one of her million dollar Mm -hmm. move was getting a housekeeper, getting a nanny and getting a chef to come in and meal prep for her and her family every day. Because when you're moving from a space to millions of dollars, you have to account yeah. every single minute of your day. And you can't take out an hour or two hours or three hours going to the grocery store, cleaning your house, doing the laundry, making meals for your kids. Like, those are not top priority things to move you to a million dollars. Or we should all be millionaires or however it goes. So, yeah. girl, listen, I'm I'm trying to get me a nanny. Mm. That's one of my things. And a house. Well, I make the kids clean, so I don't really need the housekeeper. They clean. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that gives me such a headache like when i every time i'm like can y'all clean y'all bathroom like it's your mess i don't go in there can you clean your bathroom mm. what you making a face for it's your mess <laughs> like i didn't do it i clean the girls bathroom i clean their bathroom but when it comes to their room and vacuuming and their laundry that's that's on them yeah, I make them do that. I don't care how you pack it out. That's on you. You know, mm-hmm. I'll help her because she's short. She can't reach the top of the thing. But when it comes to that, I'm I'm teaching them how to be independent. Yeah, at that. So I don't have to do a lot of this stuff. You know, yeah, I don't want to do it anyway. I want to do my own laundry. It's it's the um like the kitchen. Like I do not like doing laundry and I do not like washing dishes. And I will put the dishes in the dishwasher and I'll run it and I'm like yes. And then I'm like, oh, now I got to unpack it. <laughs> like, <laughs> My been there for a good week. And I'm like, I'm going to run it again. Let me run it again. Yeah, just in case. Because <laughs> you know it's like airtight, right? So when you close it, like, mm, shit get moldy in there. So you got to like keep it. I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run it again. And then I forget again. I think them dishes in my dishwasher been sitting there. I'm like, where are all the parts? <laughs> In the dishwasher, I'm like, okay, I gotta run it again, and I just, yeah. I be, I'm like, I be forgetting, I hate doing dishes. I had a whole routine, like when I was, um, when I was working, I had a routine that every night I would come home and like every time we use something, I would load up the dishwasher, and then like every two days, because we weren't using a lot of, you know, stuff, it was just the three of us. So every two days I would run the dishwasher and then I'd unpack it, and I, I feel like I was more organized then than I am now. I don't know how the hell. Because technically, I'm supposed to have more time now that I don't like clock in anybody's job. But uh-uh, I feel like I don't. I don't have. I don't have the time. I do not have the time. So on Fridays, I pack up all the girls' clothes. I pack up whatever little clothes because I be in the house all the time. Sweatshirt and some spandex pants. That's my life. And so I pack it up and I call. I go on the little app and I get the such here people to come. And the next day, my laundry is done, and it smells wonderful, Ooh. and I'm happy, and less stressed out. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, you know what, 
Hell with it. That's why you have money. You have money so you can experience things in life that you have never experienced. You have money so you can you can manage your time. If laundry wasn't one yeah. of your thing, you now you have the money to pay somebody to do your laundry. If clean, mm-hmm. if there's nothing wrong with not wanting to clean your house. If that's not your thing, I don't want to get up and clean the toilet. I don't care if I use it. I'm gonna get somebody to come in that probably enjoy it. Just gonna mm-hmm. clean my toilet. And I yeah. have money for it. I'm going to do that. I don't like washing dishes. I'm going to get a housekeeper to come in and deep clean my house every month or every other week or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. This is why I work. This is why I have the money. This is why I'm managing my time. This is why. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who um, has a cleaning. She owns a cleaning company. And I'm like, listen, I need you to expand your business over here to Georgia so I can hire you <laughs> your company. <laughs> to come help me out with some stuff. <laughs> I'm like, girl, I can help you. Like, let's help you. You know, let's grow it. <laughs> let's grow the business because I am really trying to get out of these dishes. <laughs> I think that's the thing. It is not my cup of tea. mobile is sometimes you get stuck in the mommy role too. Like you get something yeah. that I still have to do all the mommy stuff and not looking at mm-hmm. that. I, I can get somebody to do some of the mommy stuff and move to the entrepreneurship role smoothly. Girl, when, let, let me get this nanny. You won't see me in Jamaica every week. Because <laughs> when you say, oh, I'm looking for a nanny, I said, mm-hmm, that's how she's going to travel. That's how you're going to travel all the time. They, they fine. Like, I travel with them. Like, they not a problem to travel, but I'm going to go by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And then, too, like... So, yes, like you said, we are mommies, we are moguls, Mm -hmm. but we are still women, right? And so, like, for me, having mommy mogul mastery is because it's not just about being the mommy. It's not just about being the mogul, but it's also about being the mastered woman. And so you have to take that time for yourself. You have to set that example, again, because your girls are watching, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like... Mommy always took time for herself. She always gave us an opportunity to take time for ourselves. So it's natural to them. It's not, you know, they're not sitting here like me feeling bad about, you know, hiring someone to come in and do something I don't want to do. I ain't never want to do it. They <laughs> made me do it. Never been my ministry. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. You have, to, you have to definitely take time out for yourself. However, however, whatever your time is, if it's going to the spa, if it's going to get your nail, whatever it is, do something nice for yourself. My thing is every three months, at the end of every quarter, I hit my goals. I'm going to an island. Like I'm going somewhere. Yeah. Our days. Uh, if y'all want to go to school, that's on y'all. It's y'all education. Go for that and edit that out. <laughs> they gonna come for me. Well, you know what Myron Golden says. Myron Golden said that he um he told his kids, "You just just get through high school. I that's it. That too. That's just get through high school. Like this whole going to college and and all of that. First of all, like you can go to college. You can get the bachelor's degree." And then they be like, well, um, for this position, we're requiring a master's degree. Okay. So you're going to get the master's degree. But then there's so many people who have a master's degree that you're still not looked at. Like, like now how do you stand out from the road? Well, you need to have experience. Well, shit, I was getting the master's degree. I was not getting the experience. You know, like I was getting the thing you said you needed. Listen, I want my kids... Get your, you know, learn your, your 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 ones and twos and your ABCs. Let's get the edu- like let's get the education part done, okay? So that the people of the state do not come for me, and then let's get you paid, okay? 
Because <laughs> like, that's what it's about. Yes. This gets you paid. Yes. I want my kids to be entrepreneur and my son is definitely going. When when my son when my son finished high school in twenty graduate Jesus fixed it in 2021 and he finished high school like almost two years ago I wanted I wanted to be this this college mom right I was mm-hmm. like, I want him to go to college I'm gonna go make his dorm I'm gonna do all of this blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna drop him I'm gonna drop him off that boy came to me and told me he didn't want to go to college I felt like crying mm-hmm. at that point because I just at that point I thought it was you know the best thing for yeah him. But he never liked that school. But I'm very happy that he made the decision. Like, he's like, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't like school. It's not going to teach me nothing. You're just going to waste your money. I said, but I want you to go. Yeah. <laughs> I want it for you. I want to be a college mom. Like, I want it. Yeah. And now he's on a journey to, like, self-discovery, finding himself entrepreneurship. And it's the best decision that he has made. And I was like, people like, he's not going to school. And people used to tell me, like... They used to tell me, like, basically, they would say that he's going to fail if he didn't go to college. And I had to get somebody all the way together. Ooh. I said, well, you know, you sitting on the couch, you're like 60-something, and you don't got a career. And you're telling me, I got to send my son to school. <laughs> 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 I said, well, I think, I think he should be doing something. I think he should have went to college. I think he should do this because he would make him better his picture. I'm like, well, you went to college, and you're sitting on the couch. You, you, you got to mm. You got a job, job, not a career. It's the difference. Yeah. So, you know, I had to take a lot of like, especially with the culture thing, I had to take a lot of like heat from it, but I had to stand up and be like, well, that's not what he wants to do. I'm not going to force him to go to college. He knows what he wants to do. And Jaden is very smart. He'll figure it out. Please leave us alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, we just went to um, the event for Ashley, Ashley Kirkwood, right? Black Women Sell Live. And one of the things that she did, she demonstrated, right, that your people will tell you that it is great to go to college and to spend thousands of dollars on an education that you may or may not use and that you cannot get your money back for it. Whereas if you spent $30,000 on coaching that would take you and propel your business to multiple millions of dollars, you don't want to do that. You're afraid to do that because, oh, but it just seems so non-traditional. Yeah. And you know, all the people who are making money are non-traditional people. They are independent thinkers who said, I am not going to do what everybody else is doing. They're all going that way. I'm taking my butt that way because there's more opportunity there. There's more room for me to grow there. Over here seems really saturated. Let me go over there. So it is a non-traditional people who have seen success, right? All the businesses that we are out here working for, those are the non-traditional independent thinkers, right? So like Amazon, like who would think that I could get my package when I order it at 10 o'clock? Because, you know, I live in yeah. Florida, so they have the Amazon warehouse right here. I can get a package by 3 o'clock. I can get anything I want. Yeah. I pay the extra. Yeah. I know it's extra. Like, but who will think that? Like, he thought outside the box, like Apple. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll die like, Apple product. I feel like a groupie. I oh, God, like, me too. Everything. Everything right here is Apple. Everything. 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 <laughs> everything is Apple. Yeah. So it's like, you are so right. Like you have to think outside the box. We have to learn how to step outside the box and not be afraid. I do not. I live outside the box. Yeah. I, I didn't even like the color in the line. Just no. I color outside the box because that's where I'm going to be able to pour everything out that's in me. In the mm-hmm. box is going to cap me. I can't. It's just yeah. so much I could put in the box, but outside the box, oh, I'm gonna let it flow. First of all, I can't even fit inside the box. <laughs> I can't. 
Like, ain't no box big enough for me, right? All this that I got going on, ain't no box I big enough. Up. Come on with, come on with the vision. Okay. Ain't no, okay. Ain't no box. I used to. I used to catch so much shit for this at my job. Every job that I've ever been to. Not even just the last one, but the one before that, the one before that. Because they were like, girl, you just got to learn how to play that game. Well, first of all, I don't know where the piece is at for the game. I don't know the rules of the game. Ain't nobody showed me the board for the game. I'm not playing y'all game. And if you show me the board for the game, I'm going to tear that shit up. Because I don't want to play by anybody else's rules. I just don't. I never have. So when I say, like, the box can't fit me, I'm so serious about that because I will poke holes all, listen, I'm going to have a big toe out this side, I'm going to have an arm sticking out this side. Like, I cannot fit in whatever box they try to put me in. That is not how God built me to be. That is so true. And I used to think, like, when I was younger, like, girl, you got too much, too much personality. You got too much spice. You're just talking to them too spicy. Like, you know, they don't want to hear that. But then I'm like, "Mm." But I can't be quiet. I don't know how. (laughs) I got to be out here. I got to be authentically me because y'all find another box. I don't know. You could. mm -mm. Can't nothing fit me. (laughs) That's that's and you know what's so powerful about us is that we as African American right now. I know that life has not always been fair to us. I know that I know this thing that's everything that has happened to us, racism and stuff like that. But we have right now is God is so amazing that right now he has given us a platform like this where we can talk social media, where we can talk, we can speak our opinion, whether whoever like it or not. So it's very important that we show up in a way that's going to empower other young ladies and other women of our kind of our race to show them like, wait, they're doing it. I can mm-hmm. do So we have to take our assignment very very serious the one that God placed in our life we have to take it serious and we have to know that our assignment is not for us it's for those that are coming after us yeah yeah oh okay I think (laughs) that is all right I'm very passionate about like the things (laughs) that God is doing because listen I could have gave up but I'm very passionate Mm -hmm. about it and yeah I'm doing a lot of social media now because I want want everybody to know my story like I just like and that was me like I was like no I know. What if? What if I don't say the right words? Now I'll be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now it's just it's because when you was like, oh, you can do it in Instagram. I was like, I could do it in Instagram. I could post it on Instagram. When you told me that, that's why I was like, I, I did not know that. See, information. Yeah. But you don't know. You don't know the information too, right? That's there what you I go. Mean. So when you told me that, I was like, I could do that. Oh, it's all it's all reals from yep. here. It's a wrap. <laughs> It's a wrap now. Now now I'm at the point I'm like, well, how I get on somebody's stage? Because I got things to say. Like, you know, I just know that someone could be blessed. Like when I show up and I tell someone like this is where I am now, like I'm living my best life right now. And not that, you know, where I am, like Coriel posted something on her Instagram and she was like, you know, I'm not I'm not in competition with anybody else. I'm not jealous of anybody else. I'm jealous of me like five years from now because she got everything I want. Right. So I'm not like looking at my life like this is as good as it's going to get. But I'm living my best life right now. You know what I mean? And so I just when I look back on how I was and like being in abusive relationships and wondering how the hell did I get there? Because I'm not the type of chick that niggas beat on. Like, oh, sorry. The men beat on. (laughs) Like, I'm not that girl. How the hell did I end up in this situation? Right. Like, I am strong and I am powerful. Like. And so I know that there's women out there who are like, girl, I'd be wondering the same thing. I remember like going to um, like those outreach things for like women who have been in abusive relationships, like the 
what do they call it? like the groups or whatever that they tell you to go like to an AA, and so something like that yeah 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 like an AA version of you know you got your ass beat right so I went to these meetings <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I don't know. Which, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we Please don't be offended, you know right? That we're laughing about domestic violence. So I'm gonna put no. a disclaimer. No, we're not laughing. We're about, not laughing about. I was in a, when, you know. I was in a well. I was in an abusive relationship too with my daughter's father, and um. So we're not laughing at domestic violence. What we're saying is that we have overcome it. So yeah, we can talk about it, and it's not—it's not part of our herd anymore. It's not holding yeah. our feet down. It's not the thing that's going to stop us from moving forward and being great. Okay, go ahead, girl. Yeah. I have to I'm glad you clarified. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, cancel culture, cancel culture, <laughs> cancel her. I don't like her. You know, my girl, listen, I can laugh about it now because I done cried about it plenty of times. Yes, plenty yeah. of times. Right. So here I am. I show up to this meeting. And, you know, they're talking about how, like, really, like, intimate stuff about, you know, like, mentally how they were broken down and physically how they were broken down and how they were afraid to leave. And I'm thinking, I am not these women. I am not these women. And I had to check myself because, yes, you are exactly these women because you were broken down mentally. And then I thought, wow, how how did I, someone who loves themselves so much, someone who is so powerful, how did I end up being in this situation? And it happens really subtle. It happens over a long period of time. And you just don't even see it coming because you're like, well, I just love this person and I care about this person and I just want to see them win. And you don't even realize that it's at the detriment to yourself. Right. And I was just like, how the hell did I end up in this? So I want to be able to tell women, like, it's okay. It is okay that this thing happened to you because it does not define you. Mm. It does not make the same way I felt like, no, I am not these women. On one hand, yes, I had been these women. But on the other hand, I was still holding on to the fact that I am not the kind of woman that this happens to. And that is what pulled me out. Holding on to that reality that I am not the kind of woman who goes through this. That is what pulled me out. That is because if I had given into, you know, like, yes, I'm the kind of woman who deserves to be hit, you know, like that limiting belief, I would have stayed right there. And so I know that there's somebody out there who's listening, who's like, man, yeah, I kind of wondered why did he do it? Like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? You didn't do nothing wrong. He got a problem. Yeah. He got a problem. Yeah, you definitely didn't know. I was in an abusive relationship too. And now I look back and I am I saw the red flags. We was at um a, it was actually like nine years ago around this mm. time and we was at a, a friend birthday party and he said I was dancing with somebody, but I'm not that girl, right? I'm not gonna go out and embarrass you. You know, we're together in a relationship, we have two kids, well my son and my daughter before I had my baby. And mm-hmm. he pulled me out of the party in front of all of my friends and and pulled me outside and hit me. But yeah, I got hit, but I didn't feel the hit. Yeah. It was like I got hit and like my tooth went through my mouth and there's like a thing right here. Like, wow. Yeah. And I got hit and I was like, like you you kind of trying to figure out that he just hit you? Like mm-hmm. you just hit me. Like no. This did, it feels like he hit me, but so I'm rationalizing with that, 
And I just went blank. Like, I never went blank before. And he got arrested. But you know what the crazy thing is about Hashani? I never told the story. I bailed him out the next day. Oh, girl, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Okay. Mm. Let me listen. So I'm here with my mop busted up, right? I'm yep. here looking like Mary J. Blige from I'm not going from the waiting to excel video with the mm-hmm. they're gonna go down to the courthouse. Talking about when you gonna guys gonna let my let him out. And the, the, the police officer that took my report when I am bleeding because I had on a nice dress because it was like mm-hmm. gala black and white right thing, and I'm just blooded up. And then this girl I went to school with sitting next to me, she's over there praying for me. Hmm. And all of that, all I was thinking about is he okay? I don't want him to get yeah. up. Yep. I went down to the courthouse to bail this man out, and I felt so ashamed when my lip busted. Yeah. These officers like, like, like just looking at me, like you know, like if somebody is so disappointed in you. And I remember, I can remember his face from now to now, and I bailed him out, and I lost myself. Yeah. I was like, I'm Shanika. Like, I'm that girl. Like, you don't hit. Like, but I was so lost. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was. Like, it, it was like being in an abusive relationship, it's a lot of layers to it. Especially yep. when kids are involved, it's a lot of layers in it. So when those women are like, one woman, like, I couldn't leave, I couldn't this, I couldn't that, because it's the mind. Like, oh, I, I, like, he's so nice. I'm like, like, he be so nice. He'd be like, is that really him? Mm-hmm. And then I saw my friends in, in abusive relationship, and in our culture, is like, well, if he don't hit me, he don't love me, girl. So I saw that. So it was like it was like an okay in our culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and you and your boyfriend is fighting. It's okay. It was accepted. Yeah. Like, sometimes it happens. You know. It happened, you what know? did you do? We're not, he didn't hit me. We're fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I damn sure didn't hit him back. <laughs> did you? He beat your ass. So yeah. I had to get over a lot of, a lot, a lot of that, a lot of that type of abuse. I never thought, like you, mm-hmm. I never thought I would see myself in an abusive relationship. Never. never. Yep. I I did not see it coming. Um, we were young and in love and just stupid and full of emotions. And when he picked me up and threw me down and, like, I felt the spine of the chair right on my tailbone and I thought oh I'm not gonna be able to walk no more because I I like literally just kind of rolled off and I thought I am not gonna be able to walk after this that pain that like shot up my spine and then it didn't stop there right because you know Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop because my mouth spicy always been spicy so if I could not hit him back, I was just convinced that I was going to talk my shit. I'm going to piss you off so bad because that's all I got right now. Mm-hmm. And so he went for my face and like, boom, right in my nose. And it was swole up like three times the size and there was blood everywhere. And I was just like, it's all over my clothes. And I'm just like, how the hell did I end up in this situation? And I spent the whole next day gathering because we was broke 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 gathering up all my dvds all of my um my vhs tapes (laughs) like everything i had my printer the the vhs player everything that we had that i thought i could pawn so that i can get the money to bail him out and then um 
barely had gas in the car. I probably could have used that money to put gas in the car. Um, because, you know, I couldn't go to work because I was looking like this and I didn't have, you know, any more time off, any more, you know, sick days and all that stuff. Like they let me go. And instead of using the money to get my own self together, no, I used that money to go bail him out of jail. And then when it was time for him to, you know, do the thing where they let him out on the ROR, what is arraignment or whatever, I was just like, oh my God. And I'm crying. And um, his sister is there holding my hand and she's just like, are you okay? Is everything going to be all right? And I'm just like, what kind of, I don't want to cuss that bad, but like what kind of foolishness is really going on? And the thing is, none of this, I told my parents none of it because I just knew that if I told them they were going to make me come home. And I was like, no, because I love him and I want us to make it work. And so my parents would not have been the people to say, well, no, that's, you know, like you guys are just fine. My parents are not that because my they have been together since they were 16 and they have been like the ideal relationship that I want to have. So everybody that I end up with, I always stay a little too long. Because I'm like, well, maybe it can be like my parents. Maybe if I can just get him over this hurdle, then it'll be better. And that's kind of what I was going through with him. We were so young. We were like 19, you know, when we met. And I thought, no, if I let go now, then like that dream of being with someone in my teens is going to go away. Because I ain't a teenager no more. (laughs) Like, I got to make this thing work. But I just, I remember for a long time, I didn't talk about it. I didn't really process it. Nobody around me understood what that was like. And I was choosing not to identify with the women who were going through it. So I felt really isolated. And then I found myself back in the same situation with somebody else. And I thought, what are you doing? Like, are you just not seeing the signs or do you just not feel like you're worthy of better? And honestly, it wasn't until I had my daughter that I decided that it was time for me to go because I wanted that relationship to work too. We have, you know, a kid together. Like, I don't want to leave, you know, like if I leave, then I felt like I failed. Mm -hmm. And so, but when he hit me while I was holding her and she was six months old at the time and I had her in my arms and he was like, literally like punching me in the head. I thought, even if I don't love myself enough in this moment, I definitely love her enough. And that is what convinced me to go. It was my daughter that convinced me to leave because I didn't love myself, honestly, enough. Yeah. And so that changed like my whole life. And I haven't looked back since I've been doing, you know, the single mother thing since then. Then I didn't even realize that I was pregnant at the time. So while he was hitting me holding one child, I also was carrying our second child. And so just thinking like what that could have done to her, like how that could have. Nah, I, I had to go. Story sounds so similar to me. Like right after that, I got pregnant with my second daughter, and I was like, "They gonna call, they gonna think I'm a fool," <laughs> you know? You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> and she just, and she just, mm-hmm. a whole nother, You still, <laughs> girl. But yeah. you know, like I look at everything in life now as a learning lesson. Like I don't, I'm not saying for anyone to be in an abusive relationship. It's like, I felt like it was something I ran from, but I ran into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would never be in a relationship relationship. And I ran into it. And it's so crazy because when I see him now, 
because it's so crazy. He lives like a half an hour from me. Like I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, you couldn't move I, no further. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's so crazy. You know what's so crazy? We all moved down in Florida at the same time. It's, it's I'll tell you the story off the off camera. <laughs> Like, I'm like Jesus. This is not. What this is not. What, this is. This is not what you told Abraham to lead his people. Um, it's, but it's that like, part. Going to therapy, she told me that you, if you forgive somebody, you have to have compassion for them. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to forgive him until recently. I said I forgave him, but I wasn't. Anytime I spoke to him, I used to be angry. Like, what you? What you calling my phone for? Like, don't be, like that's just used to me because I wanted to hurt him like how he hurt me. But going mm-hmm. through therapy, I had to have compassion for him to see the good in him, to know that yes, he did do this to me, but that's not who he truly is. Now, I don't mm-hmm. say I trust him. Like, past the door. I'm not saying that, but I forgave you because now I have compassion for you. Now I know that you can be a good person, but not with me. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, that helped me a lot with um, therapy, helped me a lot even to get through that abusive relationship because I really had nobody to talk to. And if you would tell people, people would make it seem like it's your fault. You deserve to, yep. I, you deserve to get hit. So it's like, okay, I can't tell anybody. They think I deserve it. I just kept this to myself, and you don't know how much of that eat you up and it eats at yourself. Because you're just alone. You feel alone. You feel so My alone. therapist asked me, she said, okay, we have talked and talked and talked about all the mental and physical abuse that you, you know, um, sustained while you were with him. But my one question to you is if you had an opportunity to talk to him right now and ask him why. Or and ask him, you know, a question, what would it be? And I said, well, I'd want to know why. Why did he choose me? I'm a good girl. You know, I, I come from good family. I, I have a good upbringing. Like, why me? Why do you want to break me? Why not somebody who, you know, one of your little hood rat friends is already broken? Why me? And and she said, what, what if he never told you the truth? Or what if he did tell you the truth and you didn't believe him? And I thought... Well, that would suck. (laughs) She said, but my point is, why don't you just, instead of asking why, why don't you just accept that this is what happened? This is a thing that happened in my life, but this is not the thing that defines my life and just move on. And I thought, well, this is a very strange thing coming from a therapist because aren't you supposed to fix me (laughs) like aren't you supposed to fix whatever made me you know let him in in the first place like you fired you know but (laughs) but she said no she said because your mind wants to constantly know the why and she's right Mm -hmm. my mind wanted to know the why she said but that doesn't change what happened Mm -hmm. and it doesn't change how you move forward so you have to learn how to move forward without knowing the why. And that little piece of advice has helped me in every aspect of my life because I always want to know the why. When, my, when I get a flat tire, Lord, why me, Jesus? Why me? And I'm like, what? The tire's still flat. I got a spare. By the grace of God, thank you. And then someone will come and like, you know, I'll be like the damsel in distress because I don't know how to change a tire and someone will help me. Before I even have to call, you know... Triple A, somebody will come and be like, oh, ma'am, you know, would you like help? So I stopped worrying so much. And it's in my nature for the why to come up. But then I always check myself and I'm like, oh, all right, forget the why. It happened. How do we fix it? So I don't know if that's going to help somebody or bless somebody, you know, knowing that 
It does not have to define who you are. Yes, you've been through a bad thing, but that should not be a limiting belief. Yeah. You know? I think we ask the why also no. is because we don't want to blame ourselves. Right? We don't want to feel responsible for what happened. Right? Because when it comes to abuse, it's not our fault. But in certain situations, we want to know why because I don't want to be the reason. I don't want to be the why. I don't want to take on mm. the blame. So that's in most situations why we ask why, like, why did you do that? Like, why, why, why? Like, why, why is this? Like, is it my fault? Well, for me, I actually blame myself way too much. I actually Mm -hmm. always assume that I am the why. Mm -hmm. And so that's equally dangerous because um, it is very hard to have a balance. Like a lot of just people who are like, oh, no, I'm not taking responsibility for that. They hit me. Me, I'm like, it was my mouth. It was my mouth. If I would have just shut my mouth, maybe I wouldn't be in this situation. And that really, like, that's wrong. It shouldn't be that, you know. But I, I always, um, I always blame myself first. If something is not going right, I have, I have that tendency. So that's something that you know, I ain't got my mindset all the way together. I'm, we, we show up every day, <laughs> right? Just trying to be better. And so once you're aware of something. I want to give you a little hack, right? I want to I want mm-hmm. you to give you a little hack when things are going wrong or things are going not what you see, mm-hmm. like there's like you feel like they're supposed to. Ask yourself, God, what is the glory you're trying to give me? Mm. Because in everything that is you seem like is out of alignment or is going wrong when you're doing all the right things, that means that there's a glory that's coming. It's, it's like the it's like the pot is boiling, right? It's like the pot mm-hmm. is and it's bubbling, and the lid is about to take off, and it just seems like it's so much pressure. Yeah, but you're in the pressure, like TD Jake said, you're in the crushing, and when you're in that stage, you really can't see the glory. But what I've learned to have to, to do is like when things are going wrong, even in business, when the contracts are not contracting, when the employees are not showing up to work, I said, I said, wait, there's too much wrong going on. There's a glory coming. Mm. I love that. Right? I and love I that. There, like, okay, God, where, what, where's, where's the, okay, there's the glory. So I, then I start thinking like, okay, there's a glory. Where is it coming from? And mm-hmm. 100% of the time, the glory is something out of my expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That is so true. Every time I have been in a season of pressing, mm-hmm. every time I come out better than when I went in. It is always something blessed, a blessing around the corner. So yeah, that's absolutely right. Oh, I needed that little reminder. <laughs> I needed that. Yeah. Glory, the glory. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's so good. All right, girl. This is going to be two episodes right here. (laughs) This is episode three and four. (laughs) It's all two episodes right here. Like, it's always good talking to you. You got to, you know, like what you, when you're doing, when you come back from Africa, I know you said you wanted to do your stuff with your mom. You know, I love me the turnpike. So I drive a turnpike to come to Atlanta. You know, I love it. It's just one straight ride. I just like getting my kids, like having somewhere to go to. Where am I going? I'm going to another conference again. Yeah, yeah. we're going somewhere. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> Get in the car. <laughs> just let me know. And, you know, I'm always yes. going to support everybody. I, like, I imagine this a year from now, two years from now, being on stages, selling from stages. Like, I was even telling yeah. Shima, like, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. Just, just stay in the purpose that God has for us. Don't get yep. tour and just stay focused. It's, everything yeah. is going to come together. 
And, you know, it's this podcast, actually, that has made me feel the most comfortable. Like, with the podcast, I feel like, dang, why did I take so long to do this? Because I feel like this is exactly, like, when you got that feeling of, like, you know, being the purpose um, purposeful coach and knowing, like, this is what I have to do. Like, I feel like, I remember you sending me a text message. You're like, I finally feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah. That's how I feel with this you podcast. Place, though. You have that, ooh, that smooth, fucking <laughs> radio voice. I was like, ooh, when, when you start, when you did your introduction, I was like, ooh, she practiced. I like this. You got that, that, that FM radio voice. You got that radio voice. I appreciate that. I really do feel like this is exactly what I should be doing. I'm like, man, all right, God, you make it rain in this one because I love doing it. I love doing it. You know, like, that's great. And it's this, it's fun. Like you, that's yeah, that's exactly where you need to be. And it's all yeah. the things that we fight God with the most that when we finally did it, like, damn, why didn't I do it? Oh my God, okay, God, I'm sorry. Why didn't I do it before? And I was so scared. And look, because my daughter, because she. <clears throat> She she asked me, she sent me a note, am I talking, am I going to talk all day? See, this kid's rude. <laughs> okay, assistant. <laughs> you know, you going to talk all day? Little rude stuff. Came in here, little, slipped a little note to me. Because <laughs> she's like, because ah. she wanted to spend time with me. That's what it is. When I left oh. to come in the room to do it, she was like, are you leaving me? And I'm like, I'm going to be right in the other room. Yeah, but you're not going to be here. Oh, they love me. <laughs> <laughs> especially they love you, me. Especially you home now. It's like you home now. It's like you got all the time. You, mm-hmm. our daughters be like, "What do you do?" I be like, "They be like, you always in your office." I said, "You see the rent is paid. You see the light is on. You see the, mm-hmm. you see all of this good stuff you have." That's why I'm in the office all day. Please leave me alone. Exactly. I want you to come lay down with me. No, you do not. You don't need me. <laughs> <laughs> It's like your time switch from working eight hours to being mommying eight hours. hours. And I'm like, listen, yeah, yeah. I love y'all too. I know y'all want to be booed up. My daughter says she want to marry me. First of all, that's impossible. She's like, but I don't want to be with nobody else but you. So can I just be with you all the time? And I'm like, I really love that for you, but I want you to hold on to that when, when you know, (laughs) when you get right come around. You're like, mom, sorry, I'm in love. You know. I don't think <laughs> you leave no. me here by myself. Do so. Yeah, but it's, it's, but it's an entrepreneurship for the ladies are listening or guys. Entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is amazing. It's yeah. simply amazing. I was listening to Dr. Miles Monroe and he said that we're all born to be entrepreneur because God put something inside of us that the world needs. Yes. It's just that the world has doctrine and cultured it so much that we feel like we have to be workers. You can't get me to work again. Mm-mm. 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 That feels like death to me. Like, like going back to someone's job feels like death. Like I just imagine that I would start 10, a terrible. I would start ten businesses. <laughs> I would get EIN for everything. I would yeah. do. <laughs> I would try everything. <laughs> I would be EIN out. <laughs> yeah. I will Uber before I go clock back into somebody else's job. You understand me? I like I will Uber. My son Uber. He makes good money. Mm-hmm. Like, I will Uber and Lyft. Okay, we gonna flip <laughs> between the two. Uber and acting right. We gonna go over here to Lyft. Pick up the food. Like, are we getting off here? Yes. Before I go, because I love the freedom. Yeah, I love that freedom. I just, yep. I just love the. Freedom. Yep. And it, and you know, for those who make it 
you know, oh, it seems so glamorous. Like, I don't have to do shit. No, you got to do a lot of stuff. Right? You got to do all the things. You can do all the things on your terms. And that is what is so beautiful about it, is that you get to decide. And most of us are smart enough to make all those decisions. We just are so used to somebody else making them for us. It's like a muscle that you have to you have to exercise, you know. And if you're not used to making those executive decisions, then, you you know, you don't. But when you're in entrepreneurship, you have to. And so that's also a mindset shift that people have to experience is you're used to taking orders, but now you got to learn how to cultivate, you know, a, a healthy work environment for your employees and, you know, all the things that you was tripping on your boss for not doing. Now you got to do it. Step up. See how you do. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you can't get this day off. You don't got no PTO. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Wait a second, because then you'll be you'll find out just how quick how quickly you are just like your damn boss. Because you'll be like, "What? You got to take another day off?" <laughs> my BAs be like, "I don't." My BAs be like, "Oh, um, I don't have no electricity." I said, "You ain't had none last week." What we doing? <laughs> well, I need you to go find a generator, okay? Exactly. I'm gonna give me with your Christmas bonus. You gonna buy a generator? <laughs> And I be Googling, I be Googling their area. I be like, there's no hurricane in there. I be like, listen, yeah, I'm trying to see me. But <laughs> I really, I really, I really want to travel the world and be an entrepreneur. That's one of my things. Like, I want to, I told yeah. my son today, like, listen, give me, oh, damn, the baby's only eight there. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be like three months here, three months there, three months here, three months there. Yes. I'm going to be all over the world. And it's surprisingly affordable to have housing in other places. Like there's a lady that I, I don't follow her on Instagram, but I, you know, low-key be stalking her page. And she um, is actually living in Egypt for $300 a month. I think she said is her rent and like actually showed what you get. And it's a furnished place. I mean, it's, I'm bougie. So it's not like my status. I imagine that my would cost probably like 700, but you know, like, yeah, yeah. My I'm bougie. I like I like my stuff nice, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, you know, for three hundred dollars a month. And I'm like, what? That is awesome. So it's more affordable than you think to actually, you know, be able to live abroad for three months at a time and and really travel because it's not just you're not just limited to hotels. You can stay in other places, Airbnbs, and all those different things. You know, so yeah. for anybody out there who's like, oh, I could never, you could. Yeah, you absolutely you can. Laptop, you got good Wi-Fi on your laptop. You could work from anywhere. Yep. Some apps don't work outside of the U.S. Some they be like, "This is not depend on the Wi-Fi." I had that issue. Yeah. I was like, "Damn, I can't watch my show." I was like, "Well, I don't need to watch my show." Like Hulu don't work outside Isn't the U.S. Hulu? Mm-mm, it doesn't. Oh. It, the only way it it doesn't. I was gonna say. Connect. What about Netflix? Netflix works outside the U.S. Netflix work in Jamaica. Like some app, but it's like even when I was doing payroll, I had to do international QuickBooks or some something, mm-hmm. but it still went through. So certain things won't work, but it's fine. Once you have Wi-Fi, you can you can do what you want to do, and that's like the ultimate. Like I'm sitting here doing, yeah. doing payroll in Jamaica. Like, okay, who do I think I am? <laughs> and there's so many other places like outside of what we're used to, right? Like, and, we, and the thing is, if you don't know then you don't know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. So I would challenge someone, if you want to have better in your life, 
then you need to go on Google and like look up someplace like Jamaica or Aruba or look up somewhere that you've never been that is international and like take a deep dive into like looking at all the things because it is so different than what you're experiencing. And then imagine yourself a year from now, if I start the thing today, because you'll be amazed at what can happen in a year. If I start the thing today, if I stop telling myself, I can't do it, I got all this other stuff going on. If I just start, because nobody's asking you to build a business today. We're asking you to start. Start believing in yourself. Start becoming the person that is necessary in order to have all the things you say you want to have. Start that today. And it's not a process. Oh, well, I'm in the process of making the decision. No, make the decision. I am going to become the person that I desire to be. And all these pictures that I'm looking at, I'm going to stick them up on my wall because I will go there. I will be there. Dubai is on my list, right? I'm going to go for Christmas, honey. Take me with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's 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 my family trip. We're going to Dubai for Christmas. That's the end of the year. Smash it out. We're going to Dubai for two weeks. Like, Oh my gosh, girl. girl. My best friend has like traveled Singapore and um, Dubai and all these places. And I'm like, okay, so what you're not going to do is leave me behind. So I'm going to get it all the way together <laughs> so that I can travel too. Yeah. Because I want to go. Yeah. I want to go to all the places, you know? And I stick those pictures up. Imagine because in a year, you could actually be living that life. You could be living that life. I recommend that you get support and support in the means of like someone who is already mm-hmm. like, more advanced than where you are, you know, invest in coaching. Um, I I don't know, like at this point in my life, if I would recommend courses because I don't feel like courses really have the support to I think, give people what they need. I think courses um, have support depending on where you are. If you're already somewhere, I don't think mm-hmm. it's are for you to start off because when you're starting off, you don't have that discipline to do the courses. Yeah. When you're starting off, yeah. you need somebody to sit like this and be like, hey, A, B, and C. You can't. Yeah. I don't feel like when you're starting off, of course, can guide you because it's going to confuse you. Right. And it's and it's self-study. Right. Um, and that's why courses are always like the downsell in most businesses, because really they want to get you into a program where they can work with you, because that's really where you'll see the most impact, you know, the most benefit. So the downsell is, well, OK, I'll teach you the things, but I'm not going to expose you to me or to, you know, necessarily my framework. So. I think if people are just starting out um, and they're really serious about taking their business to the next level and like a reasonable like time frame, if you want to see that change in a year, then you should probably invest in in some type of coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I would definitely recommend that. Definitely, that's so. what changed the game for me. I when I started, I used my my tax return girl. Who I almost had a heart attack. I was like, "What's how my baby gonna get summer clothes?" <laughs> my whole tax return, and I invested in a mentor, and that changed the game for me. Like she changed yeah. the game for me. I probably would have still been guessing and googling and trying to figure it out. But the information mm-hmm. she gave me, I was like, "Dad, that's not what Google said." Right. <laughs> Yep. But it was so amazing. And and from that, I just, you always must invest in yourself. Once you believe in yourself, it's easy to invest in yourself. You're going to get that money back. And if if you're worried about the investment and you're worried about spending so much money, that means that you're making money control your decisions. And you should make money control your decisions. You should always control how money works for you. Yep, because the love of money is the root of all Specifically, people. right? 
Like, we all know the Bible verse. It's the love of money. Mm-hmm. And we got to stay away from that. We have to get very comfortable with circulating money. Like, putting it out there knowing it is coming back. Do not hold on to it, right? Do not be that one, you know, person. I don't know all the Bible verse titles. I know, like, the story. So, don't be the one who was like, I'm going to bury it for you. I got you. When you come back, it's going to be right here. It's safe. I sat on it. I didn't even fart on it. I made sure it was safe and sound. Mm-mm. Yeah. Don't be that one. Go out there and multiply it. And the only way to multiply it is to circulate it. So don't be afraid to spend money to better your life because it is coming back. It is coming back to you. It will. One thousand fold. It's coming back. Every day. You ain't got to really worry about it. They print it every day. Enjoy yeah. life. Learn how to enjoy yeah. life. Learn how to show for yourself. Learn how to be the best of you. Listen, they print it every day. Yeah. And we saw how they was um was giving it out, you know, during during COVID. We saw it was they were just giving it out. Well, we all get all this from because I thought y'all said y'all ain't had none. <clears throat> yeah. That part. <laughs> all right, girl. It has been amazing speaking with you. I gotta go feed these kids. It is yeah, I got to go feed the children. Go so it has been <laughs> amazing. And I definitely want to have you back on. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Maybe maybe when you're in Africa, you know, just, uh, maybe I'll be in the Bahamas or somewhere. Somewhere. I'm a- yes, girl. <laughs> yes. We could do like a live or we could, we could do, we could record in Africa. Why not? Yeah. We can record in Africa, and that is the beauty of it, right? Because the computer, all all the equipment is going with me. So <laughs> we can definitely record in Africa. But yeah, I would love to have you on for season two. I would love it. So thank you so much for doing this. You are amazing. All right. Oh, and I will definitely put all the information on how you all can get in contact with Shanika down in the show, show notes. But Shanika, before you go, go ahead and tell people where they can find you. So I am on Instagram. That's mostly my playground. My um, Instagram handle is Shanika Sada University. I'm on Facebook, um, Shanika Sada or Shanika Sada University. I'm actually br- building out my signature um, brand. It's going to be called Shanika L. Sadler Coaching, Speaking, and Consulting Firm. I'm launching that in May. We're going to have the Purpose for New Academy. We're going to have the Voice of the Purpose for Woman. That's the speaking, and I'm going to be doing some consulting. So I'm actually building that out, and everything will be on my Instagram and my link if you want to connect with me. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, my God. I'm looking forward to it. All right, girl. Well, thank you so much. And you have a blessed day. Thank you for everyone who's been listening. We appreciate you and we'll see you in the next one.